This episode may be confronting for some listeners. Please take care of yourself. If you need support, contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. Welcome to the Yarn Barn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Connect Groups WA. We want to extend a heartfelt thank you for their ongoing commitment to building community support groups across Western Australia. Your work is vital, and we appreciate your dedication to improving the lives of those in need. This podcast is coming to you thanks to Connect Groups WA. Thank you for your support. G'day, Paul. Welcome to the Yarn Barn. How you going, mate? I'm going good, thanks, Lou. Happy Friday. And, uh, hope everything's going well. End of the week. Thank God. <laughs> End of the week, yes. And uh, yeah, everything's going well so far. Um, for me, it's uh, it's another sunny day here in Caratha, so we're um, you know we're I think we're looking for another sort of high thirties, forty degree day today. So you know it's it's starting to cool down, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. Well, we're uh, yeah twenty three. Yeah, so um, sunny, beautiful. Twenty three and so- oh, that's nice. That's it's, that's it's good. Perfect. We don't even get yeah. that cold in our winter. So. Um, <laughs> jealous um well it's um yeah just uh thank you for jumping on board uh having a chat with us today inside the yarn barn i really appreciate it and we were just talking before we hit the record button about how how you know previously before um previously and before we started uh this podcast back in 2019 and and uh it was really focused around the i suppose the you know those those thought leaders and, and experts in various fields where we would a topic would come up inside of the the yarn barn and and i'd go and find that person that could help us you know sort of dive deeper into that that concept or that idea or um that particular task and and see if we can help guys improve in that area and uh and then when we, we bring them back the podcast this year the the theme sort of changed and a lot of the guys inside the yarn barn were just saying we want to have we want to hear from real dads and and we want to we want to hear their stories and you know i think that shows the level of trust and also the you know the 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 desire to you know know that what i'm going through i'm not the only one and uh, and so that's that's where we're sort of um we're at now and and between you and me having this conversation because you know uh you've you've been in the yarn barn for a, a number of years and 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 more recently started to to really um connect and and, sh- and talk through some of the things that have happened in your life and that's why i really wanted to get you on here and i'm really um really excited to have this conversation with you because you know it's um yeah your story which you'll, you'll share uh you'll share today is 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 really powerful and i think um is uh there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we can learn from from someone like you and i know this is going to be a really impactful uh conversation to have and uh, a lot of guys will will get some um get some value and and i think it just goes to show the you know the importance of of communicating um you know our life and and what we've got to uh to share from those experiences so i just really wanted to acknowledge you and thank you for for jumping on board here mate um it's it, it means a lot no thank you very much for having me and um yeah like you said i i've been a member of this group for years now and it's only recently over i guess the last three months that i felt i guess comfortable enough to i don't know expose myself to to how i feel and but also in the process of being a member just being able to read other people and as you said realize that i'm not the only one going through this crap of you know of of being a parent and sometimes struggling and sometimes nailing it and um yeah i i I finally feel like i've reached that point where i can share and um ask advice which to me is a pretty powerful feeling Hmm. that's and that's that's the big thing about uh, you know a really solid community isn't it is just being able to 
um, seek advice and, and receive that advice and, and trust that advice as well, but also to be able to share. And, uh, you know, when we think, you know, I talk a bit about it with um, different different people who aren't in the community or just getting to learn what we do. And, you know, we've got those members from all the way from, you know, 18 up to 75 and years of age. And, uh, and that's not to say we stop at 75. If there's someone that's 80 that wants to jump on board, then, then feel free to, <laughs> to jump on board. But... Um, you know that that ability to have that amount of resource uh, lived, oh, you know, worked on resource um, to ask and seek support is is pretty phenomenal. Well, that's such a broad kind of range of um, you know experiences in those age groups, isn't it? It's um, and you don't necessarily have to take everyone's advice, or people don't have to take your advice. But I guess if you have such a broad range, you know, you can kind of pick and choose what suits your situation as well, which which makes it a really welcoming community for me. Yeah, and and for me as well. You know, it's uh, it's it's amazing how much of a, a resource it is that creates some really good connections and 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 being able to take that into quote unquote the real world where yeah. um, you know guys are catching up at a at a local level, which is really cool as well. Oh, for sure. So. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's hear a bit, bit about you. Where are you calling or where are you from? Um, you know, what do you do? And, uh, let's give us a bit of a, you know, 30,000 foot view of Paul. <laughs> well, home is, uh, down on the surf coast of Victoria in a tiny little town, um, called Dean's Marsh population of about 100, if that. So, um, I'm 20 Ks <laughs> inland from Lawn. Father of four, I was a father of five, but one daughter passed away 11 years ago. I work as a postie down in Lawn, so it's a, um, it's a job I feel very lucky to have um, because I start early, but I'm available for everything uh, my kids need during the day. So I start at 3am, uh, normal day is finished by 7.30, 8 o'clock. And then I have my days free, so I'm able to um, participate in all those school things uh, that I guess a lot of dads feel like they really miss out on because they're they it, not everyone's lucky to work those hours. Um, yeah, I live on a three hundred acre farm, which is amazing for the kids, and um, yeah, I I think I'm very privileged to be in the situation I am. Mm. that's um it you're taking me back to my youth because i i grew up in western suburbs of melbourne in Werribee, <laughs> and we spent a lot of time down on the surf coast uh brimley in fact was where uh, the um my parents had a uh, caravan and beautiful. and so we'd spend a lot of time down there and, I, and from the age of um what would it have been uh, well i don't want to get anyone in trouble um from the legal working age <laughs> <laughs> and and then some years after that, I did. Uh, I worked at the the lawn, the the original lawn um, falls festival, oh, and nice. um, I used to spend a lot of New Year's eves down there um, with the on the on the Daly family property. Um, oh wow! And and it was, uh, yeah, and just just down my, the road from you. That's my backyard. <laughs> that's uh yeah yeah funny. classic. And I grew up in the western suburbs of Melbourne as well um yeah originally from um deer park so um all right yeah um, yeah okay one of those ones nice rough area (laughs) one of the (laughs) how old are you uh uh, 42 42 okay so you and um yeah you would have been a bit older than me i started the only reason i ended up going out to deer park was uh, i was playing footy for windham vale falcons from sort of under 16s to under 18s and we played deer park and um but you would have been probably cross paths probably have crossed paths from time to time yes um yeah deer park was a was an interesting interesting group of boys to play football against that's for sure Ah, that was windy. Ah, that's wow. Yeah, well. Ah, well. Yeah, and it is this small world, and um, yeah. So, I mean, well, that's um, 
that area of of Victoria, Lawn, Dean's Marsh, um, you know, obviously the Torquays and things like that, which is now Torquays probably not far off being a city, I suppose, but um, it's it's a pretty incredible part of the world, and um, yeah, no doubt to to raise the, raise the kids up on on a, on a three hundred acre farm um, mm. is pretty impressive as well. What do you what do you do on the farm? Is it is it a hobby farm or is it a working farm? Uh, well, it's actually a dairy farm and. I'm a, I rent the um, the farmhouse. So um, there's a farmer who runs a dairy, and um, yeah, we're just oh. lucky enough to be plonked in the middle of this farm and um, have access to all that space. So um, it works really That's well. Awesome. The kids jump in sometimes and help with the milking, and um, yeah, but they've got space to ride their motorbikes and go yabbying and fishing and kayaking, and it's it's what i imagine bringing kids up would be like yeah just not single mm. but uh that's just the way it happens sometimes <laughs> yeah so um so you mentioned uh you mentioned that you are a morning person or you didn't say morning person but i'm going to assume you're a morning person at I'm um very much getting up at person. before 3 a.m yeah yeah um so that uh, that role being a postie, that's a that's a that's a pretty good role. It fits in with the family life, but also um, it's something that you really enjoy doing as well. It is, yeah. Well, I've I've been I've been doing it for six years now, and um, I've been able to organise it to fit my life. And so, if I take holidays, I get someone else to fill in, and it will take them ten hours, whereas I can do it in two hours. And, um, mm. yeah, so, and I've been able to break it down to four days a week. So I do I have every Monday off. So I have a three day weekend every week, work four days and probably yeah, 10 to 15 hours a week for a full pay. And, but that doesn't nice. matter. It's the spending the time, um, you know, going to sports days and three of the four kids are, are neurodiverse. So, um, ADHD is the main, um, the main thing. And so getting them to OT and speech and just doing all these things that need to be done, um, it just fits perfect. So I, I feel really privileged to um, be in the position I am. That's awesome. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of gratitude about your, your life at the moment with all the things that you've got happening. Yeah, but that's only a, a recent thing, I think, that I've started to actually um, appreciate. Since I I guess that coincides with kind of speaking up and introducing myself in the um, in the yarn barn as well. You know, it just feels like everything has hit that point where, you know, um, I'm, I'm ready to move on from all these horrible things that I've experienced and think positive about life and because I've always been a positive person but when negative things are happening it's it's hard to understand how how am I feeling like this when I'm I'm positive if that makes any sense mm -hmm. so yep. yeah it, it just uh, I yeah I've just reached that point where I'm I'm grateful <laughs> yeah I'm very grateful yeah it is it is very much uh, when we're in when we're in the the deep dark parts of of our of our life at that particular moment where it's uh, where it is hard to see the light where it is hard to see an exit and um you know and we can and we can really go down that path of just feeling like we're um well alone in this but also that we're um that we can't there's no way how can it get better than you know this as far as you know i don't see that there is there is something good happening Absolutely. um or there is a future and and that's a big struggle hey oh it's it's been huge yeah i i feel like i've been in a not a depressive state but just a i felt stuck um you know and especially um because me and my ex-partner separated seven years ago so um and there's been times where i haven't seen the kids and you know it's it would seem like i'd get up and then get knocked back down and get back up and get knocked back down and you know it i guess i felt defeated 
and um yeah it it's, it just felt like you know i'll get myself up again and then i'm just expecting the next thing to knock me down but i feel like um i'm in the mindset now where um you know everything is in place with the kids and the relationship with their mother and work and everything just is finally feeling like it's sinking um and you know and i've really noticed once ever all those things kind of fell into place um you know my mindset has done a full 180 degree change that's awesome are you comfortable to be able to go back and just have uh you know just i suppose give us some some insight into into the um the loss of your child but also you know <laughs> that sort of um i suppose where you were at at that time um and and that that transition into um that area of struggle that you were in yeah absolutely so in um i guess um in we chloe was our second daughter um so who came along um 14 months after our firstborn and our firstborn was born in the back of an ambulance in tasmania on the way to hospital because we were living there and um when emma got pregnant with chloe we're living in a place where an ambulance couldn't get in and a helicopter couldn't land so we decided to move back to melbourne and um we became part of a pilot home birthing program and um so um yeah chloe was born very quickly at home without any assistance um so basically um i helped deliver her and somewhere along the line she um she stopped breathing before an ambulance or the midwives arrived and suffered massive brain damage and I'm just going to kind of compress this a bit and um, uh, suffered massive brain damage and I had to resuscitate her um, until somebody arrived to help and um, she was on life support for seven days. We turned that off the, and then had to nurse her for three days while she slowly died in our arms and, um, you know, that was... A, no one expects to ever have to go through something like that. And that put me in a really, really dark place for years, actually. Um, I just, I couldn't make any sense of it. And I felt there was just so many emotions of, I felt like I was in a, put in a position that um, wasn't fair because um, I, I didn't agree with a home birth at all. And, um, there was no begging that I could do that would change Emma's mind. And um, so I just supported her as much as I could. And so, and then there was guilt I carried for years of not being able to revive her in time and not seeing signs that she wasn't breathing. And um, no, it was just a, a hell of a time. Um, and, you know, mentally it, it ruined me I, I went years of <clears throat> um seeing our firstborn daughter ruby um say say i'd be driving and i was approaching a roundabout i would i would see another car coming through the roundabout and hitting us and then see visuals of ruby mutilated and um i it's i and I found it really hard to find help um because whenever i sought out help um i found i was put on medications that just made me feel worse and suicidal and eventually i stopped looking for help and um yeah it's uh i'm so I'm, i surprised myself that i'm actually still alive after that to be honest um it was mm. a really horrible time mm. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's uh, one of those, I'm sure you've, you've heard this before, but one of those um, stories where as a dad, you know, I, 
I, I tried to sort of put myself in that position and just run how yeah how could i how would i cope how would i manage what would that look like and and i still you know even just um you know just close my eyes as you were telling that story just to just to make sure i was taking it all in and and Mm. and trying to um really dial into that that emotion that you talked about there um and just so much and still couldn't couldn't even no well i can't when someone asks me to explain it you know i feel like i'm all over the place because there's just all these emotions coming from left right and center and i'm adhd myself so you know i'm thought patterns are often all over the place so i can't get those emotions out um you know so if it seems like i'm jumping from here to there um it's just because there is just there's i don't think there's any logical way to explain what you're feeling um and Mm. also when you're trying to explain it it depends on how you're feeling on that day as to how you react to those emotions you're feeling when you're trying to explain them you know it's just it it just it all seems so jumbled Mm. and so you you mentioned that there was there was um obviously a range of emotions going through that you know, had guilt you you had that almost that sense of a uh, bit of blame as well um a lot of you know blame. and yeah um and so when you couldn't find uh that help to you know that was actually going to support you that you felt that you needed um, because that's the thing too, like everyone is so different in how they grieve and, and also how they want to receive help. Um, well, there's no and, book. No, that's right. And so, you know, you you were you were trying to find that, that support and that help. Um, but it was it was very it was very much directed in one sort of one particular way, which was what you didn't want. Um, and so yeah. you started, I mean, you continued to, to move down this, um, this path of, um, of really going internal, um, which was, it sounded like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounded like it was, it was that, um, going down a, a negative path internally at that first part. Was that? Oh, absolutely. Right? And a negative path, uh, physically, you know, um, and, mm. <laughs> you know, um, I would, I started drinking and, and keep in mind, we've got an 18 year old daughter at this time as well. And, um, you know, then I'm beating myself up that she's seeing us at our worst when, um, Mm. you know, she's in such a, a state as well, because she was expecting us to come home with her little sister and, um, Mm. it didn't happen. And, you know, and then you got the the guilt of, um, you know, where's her, why, why hasn't she got her sister? And, and so we're trying to deal with her emotions as well, when we don't even know how to deal with our own. And yeah, Mm. it was, it was just such a horrible, horrible time. So you, you're managing yourself, your, your partner, but also your, your child and all these emotions that are, that are coming up for you and, and not being able to, not being able to get that support professionally, but also, um, did you have that, did you have that sense of community around you at that particular time to be able to reach out? Obviously challenging like, in, in the. Not really. No, I didn't. I felt like no one knew what to do no one knew how to react no one knew what to say um you know in in terms of a network of friends i found um it it pushed a lot of people away because but i understand why because what do you say (laughs) what do you do um Mm. you know i think it's something that after having so many years to process it it's something that only time can fix you know there's nothing anyone could have done at the time to make things better um and it's um it's like he's they say you know um it that 
over time you just get used to the feeling you know it's it's always going to be there but you just get used to um you know dealing with it how you deal with it but yeah i i really did find that people just kind of avoided um being around us or talking and yeah i felt really isolated and um Mm. And also Emma, my partner, you know, she was a, she was an absolute mess as well. So, um, we couldn't really talk to each other about it. It it just became this black area that no one talked about and we tried to get on with our lives. And, but she, Mm. she had professional help, which she was reluctant to use, but, um, I wasn't really offered any professional help. It was, it seemed like it was all um directed towards her and i like i mentioned in the post um or a reply to a post the other day um i just felt like it was get back to work and i just had to keep providing for everyone i was the one keeping a roof over our head you know if i didn't carry on things were going to fall apart even more if that was possible yeah so that exactly so and and then that adds that extra bit of um pressure onto you to make sure that you know you don't want any more stress on on the house by by you taking more time off and not being able to um absolutely you know, provide that that roof and that food and all those things um uh, to be able to support yeah. your partner support your you know, exactly um, your daughter but then when i look yeah. at it now and so, i think you know in in it, it created more stress down the track because i didn't get that chance to find what I needed to, to help me. It was just kind of get back to it. And, um, you know, I'd be, and I had a job where I'd be dealing with the same people every day at different um, locations. And, you know, they all knew that we were having a baby and, you know, I'd be walking in, I was working as a cake delivery person and I'd be walking in and, um, you know, they're expecting me to come in all happy and ask about the baby. And I'm having to tell them she died. You know, it was just so mm. traumatic. Um, I was just constantly breaking down and yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the, how long, how long did, how, I mean, so I think generally most guys over there, um, a long time have, have learned pretty well and pretty good techniques of, um, of pushing down emotion and letting it just be you know just block it out you know and move move past um it really quickly um yep. in order to you know not show those emotions especially you know the sadness the um the shame and all those uh or you know that sort of sort of yeah, um area Weakness. that we're talking about but uh, yep. yeah exactly that's that that's that sort of what we've been um the messaging that we've been given over the years but you know for for a lot of guys that's there's there's some sort of um it doesn't go as deep um or as traumatic as what you've experienced but you've had to do that as well you know as mm-hmm. a result of you know not getting that support um but also um you know having to get back up and and keep pushing forward to make sure that you're supporting the family um but also you know doing those forward facing customer um facing roles yeah. where there's an expectation that you're um you're happy and you know and and yeah. representing the company in a really bright light um immediately after this this has happened so you're you've clearly had to you know suppress a lot of this emotion as well how long did it take you and and you know during obviously you know you mentioned the flashbacks and everything as well like mm-hmm. how long did it take you to to be able to get to a point where you you just said enough is enough i need to i need to sort this through or or was there was there no real defining moment how, how did that look for you oh, oh i would say years um I, with that cake delivery job i think i went back for a month and then um i ended up leaving i just i couldn't keep going but I'm a people pleaser yeah. as well. And I was working for a small business. I felt, I felt like I was letting my boss down by breaking down all the time. And, um, so I, I, I felt like I couldn't fulfill the role he was employing me to do. And then, um, a mate came 
had started up a business in construction and I went and worked for him, but then the same thing kept happening and, um, you know, breaking down on site and the littlest thing would set me off and I was getting all this anger I'd never experienced before. I'm normally a really passive person and, um, you know, I was, you know, I was getting angry. I was constantly tense. And that's when we decided to make the move from Melbourne to, um, to move to the country because, um, we, we needed space to, you know, um, where we could try and heal and it wasn't going to happen in the city. And, um, yeah, so that, that's when we decided to move down here. And, um, you know, I, I just kept doing, repeating what was happening in Melbourne, but in the country until I finally found a GP who, um, referred me to a psychiatrist who was experimenting with EMDR therapy. And so this is seven years later, um, that I started this therapy and it was new to her and, um, it, it's when, when I saw her the first time she explained it, but also stressed, do not go home and start Googling this therapy. Just let it naturally take its course and let's see what happens. And, um, after nine sessions of this EMDR therapy, I had an experience where I felt myself sitting next to myself and I could feel and see everything just coming out of my body. All this sadness I'd been carrying for years, I saw it leave my body and um, it was it's the most amazing experience I've ever felt and it's really hard to explain to people for them to understand what I saw or what I felt. but. You know, you, you hear about people saying, you know, having the, the weight lifted off their shoulders. I, I visually saw that out of myself next to myself. And, um, wow. yeah. And, you know, I just felt all this, I think the main thing was guilt. I felt that go and I saw it go and I finally felt like I was ready to move on with my life. But also in, you know, in saying all of this, um, I should mention that over these years, we had another, um, three children in the space of four years. So, um, you know, it was, it was crazy. Um, yeah. A busy time to be also, you know, rather raising kids, but also processing you're, you're still processing everything that happened. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, looking back, um, I think we we're using um, reproduction as a coping mechanism, um, in some weird, stupid way. But in saying that we now have four awesome kids and, you know, life is finally, um, looking good, but I, I do feel guilty now about the stress that those kids would have felt, um, in those early years, um, because me and their mum were still in no place to be raising newborns um, and trying mm. to deal with what we were dealing with. And so, with the with the uh, I suppose the with what what has happened and where you are now with the ability to be able to sort of understand some of those emotions and and now to a point where you're able to feel comfortable sharing. Um, but also, you know, like you've mentioned about, you know, being in a position inside the armbar to be able to support other guys maybe with some conversation or, you know, what's worked for me, what, you know, what, what I found didn't, those kinds of sharing exercises. Um, you know, I've heard recently it's called, uh, so there's very similar, you know, that crowdsource wisdom, you know, being able to share ideas um, and, and source those from, from the crowd, from the group, um, you know, so... Is, is that is that part of um, obviously it's part of your journey but you feel now that you're in a position where like it sounds like with your work being able to drop down to really a small amount of hours every week to be able to then contribute to um, 
you know, going to classes and going to, you know, the the sports days and, and all that kind of stuff and help with uh, any of those activities that the kids need. You feel like that has um, has amplified that the gratitude and the and the level of appreciation you have for those those moments. Oh, 100%. as a result of the experiences that you've had. Oh, one hundred percent. More so, not to do with losing Chloe, but um, with the I've, after the separation, you know, going through um, not being able to see the kids. Um, for it was nine weeks um you know that that affected me you know just as much as losing a child um mm. and I, th- I think i've mentioned to a few dads i re- i refused to engage in the family law system because well I, I just see it as so destructive so um i guess working on myself to repair that relationship with with their mother to the point where she didn't hate me enough to to hurt us all um really you know now we're at that point i really want to take advantage of of what i've missed out on um in the past and you know i'm a all the kids love me you know and i love you know as far back as i can remember i've just always wanted to be you know that fun dad and you know, I finally feel like I've I've achieved what I wanted to achieve by having children, and but there's just been so much heartache and pain along the way. Mm. It's that 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 journey of the hard road. Um, oh. You surely have. I've <laughs> seen all 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 little pebbles and rocks and splinters and everything in between on that on that journey, hey? Oh, absolutely. And you know, I I didn't mention earlier, um, you know, I had a really bad relationship with my father who was abusive, and um, you know, I've I've always wanted to do things the total opposite than what he's done. And I remember how upset I used to get that, uh, you know, he never came to the, any of those. Uh, extra school things ever I can't remember one time he came and you know I'd, I'd always feel left out and um, I see how much joy my kids get from me being there and even their friends um, you know we had a sports day two two weeks ago and uh, I was one of the volunteers and um, two of Jack who's 10 um, my son one of his best friend's dad killed himself um, just after he was born. And um, when I arrived, he came up and gave me a hug and asked if I could be his dad for the day, you know, and things like that, you know, that made me uncomfortable and I I had to mention it to a teacher, but, you know, just him feeling confident enough that he had someone there for him for the day, um, Mm. you know, that was really a special moment to me and Jack, my son, saw how special that was for his mate and um you know things like that it's they're so rewarding and that's uh you know i I think of some uh some dads that um i I was uh, very fortunate growing up my dad used to attend you know he he used to drive out to i went to school at in geelong and um, you know, for the first part of my high school time. And, you know, I remember him driving out when we had a school footy game on. He'd, he'd drive all the way yeah. out from from um, Altona all the way out to, to Geelong. And I don't know what his boss used to think he was doing out there, but, um, <laughs> you know, he'd come out and he'd watch the footy and then he'd drive back. And, you know, like, you remember that stuff. And, and I think that's really cool that you've been able to provide that for um, for your son's mate as well because that's the kind of stuff I remember some of our, you know, there was uh, – um, a legend um, growing up in our basketball um, team. One of the dads, um, Doug Allison. I never forget his name. <laughs> and he he was just he, Doug. He was just always the always the dad. He was there. He was made sure all the uniforms were there, all laid out for everybody. And he would he would always be cheering everybody on with the yeah, most amount of energy. So like cool. it was a grand final every single game and and training and everything. And um, you know he'd bring us all over to the house and and we'd um you know we'd have all the the sleepovers and stuff would yeah. all be there and it was just a, a amazing amazing man uh, unfortunately not with us um today but it's um it's those things and, and you know you've created that experience for um 
for your son's mate as well and for your son. You know, Absolutely. that's sort of that legacy that we're all trying to create, isn't it? And, yeah, and, and have kids yeah. look back as adults and go, oh, I remember my dad did this. And I remember yeah. my mate's dad did this and it was really yeah. positive and I love it. Well, I have an open house here. Like our house is, you know, it's a big five-bedroom house and it's where all the parents drop their kids off. So on a weekend, it's not, you know, it's not unnormal to have, you know, 10, 12 kids running around the farm. And I love that because um, I never had that. And I just see how happy it makes everyone and everyone can be themselves. Mm. And because my son has um, his group of friends, are, they're all new, um, neurodiverse in some way and they've all kind of gelled to each other. And this is a place where they can come and be themselves, you know, as long as they're not affecting other people with their behavior, they can be who they are. Mm. And um, growing up, ADHD, undiagnosed ADHD myself, I know how demoralizing it was having a mum constantly saying, don't do that, don't do that. I was never allowed to be myself. And so that's another thing, mm. you know, where I'm, I'm really proud of myself lately because I've only got diagnosed two years ago and um, I can see these kids, how happy they are. They don't have to mask any behaviors. They can be themselves just don't hurt anyone and be nice to each other and they love it and um my daughters don't think so much like that because <laughs> uh, they got all these screaming boys running around but um yeah <laughs> it's it it's a fun place and you know there's a lot of joy here and that brings me a lot of joy after so much heartache <laughs> that's it yeah that's and when you said before about um you know that that mindset shift 180 degree turn um you know and and now you're creating that space of joy and uh, and that brings you so much pleasure as well is is pretty impressive and um i think you know it'd be really cool to just ask your you know your thoughts just quickly on mm -hmm. you know a couple of those things that if if there was a dad that's experiencing what you did with uh chloe you know what is what are some of the things that you would you would say to someone who came to you now and said, um, you know, I'm really struggling? Um, I think I wish I had someone say to me, just feel what you feel. You know, it, I felt like I should feel a certain way. You know, and I think yeah, that that stopped me from from feeling just feeling you know it is what it is um mm. but i also feel like when i was in that position no one could say anything um so <laughs> i don't know what i would say to dads in that position to be honest slam um it's i don't think there's an answer to it mm. I think that's the that's the that's the challenge. I think we 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 face with a lot of a lot of these really um, heavy topics. Is um, you know sometimes it, sometimes it just needs to be to know that you've got you've got that crew around you um, mm. that maybe that doesn't need to be anything said. Maybe it just needs to be I'm here and yeah yeah. Um, I, I think sometimes words complicate things and. Like you said, mm. just having it, I would have, I would have loved to have a crew around me. I know that, um, but it's also, it, I think after losing a daughter, I would find it, um, easier to be someone's crew. But if I was experiencing that for the first time, I think I would have felt like pulling back as well, because I wouldn't have known what to say, say. Um, you know, I couldn't answer your question then because I still don't know what you can say. You can't. Um, yeah, I would. I guess don't start drinking would be one thing. <laughs> um, yeah, because <laughs> that's not going to fix it. Yeah. Mm. No, and yeah, uh, I suppose you know this. These um. There's, there's, there's challenges that we face, um, you know, across our, like we mentioned, across the journey, across the life, there's these challenges that we face and, um, you know, if, 
and and everyone everyone will face it in a different way and look at it in a different way and uh you know it's just uh like what you've done you've you you worked through it you tried to get that support it wasn't there but you you went inside and you you went and and looked within to find you know some of those things that you knew or maybe you didn't at the time but you know you just you you worked on uh on yourself to find that that piece of hope or that that thing to to hold on to um where a lot of guys unfortunately um still um can't find that at a particular time but you know one of the things that i really um i mean i i, I try my best to do uh, day to day but also with our community in the yard barn is really to um give guys uh the opportunity to really like you said you know tap into those emotions and feel what you feel and it's okay to have these and gone are the days where we we need to suppress all these emotions and um and and it's and it's about expressing them in in a healthy way um finding really strong healthy coping mechanisms um you know that build into our routine so that you know when something um you know happens in our life that we we need to to work through Hopefully, we've got those routines and those habits and those skills and that crew that it makes it um, a little bit easier on that road um, to 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 work on, to walk on. Um, it's never going to be, you know, especially in a scenario like what you've had. It's never going to be, oh, you know, I can, I've got these little tools and I'll be able to work through it. It's it's still it's going to be obviously hard and it's going to test you to your you know to your wits end and and all those, but. Um, you know, the more we work productively, you know, before and in between all these these um, significant moments in our life, the um, hopefully um, it, it gives us uh, it gives us the tools to be able to uh, help anyway. Absolutely, and I think um, you know, just men accepting that it's okay to to let yourself be vulnerable, and you know, I. Mm. I've always, I think from as far back as I can remember, I've always been an emotion. I was an emotional child. You know, I've, I've never had problems with letting myself cry, but then, you know, I had parents who would be like, you know, I'll give you something to cry about, which, Mm. you know, I'm just glad that I'm growing up. um, Well, I've become a dad in an era where, that behavior of what my parents would do is gone. You know, it's so important that mm. we are, well, we feel like that it's okay to show emotion. Is, um, otherwise we go down this dark path of um, keeping it in and that just leads to so many negative impacts on your life. Um, you know, it's just so important to, to feel like you can share your emotions. I can't stress yeah. that enough. 100%. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's part of us. We can't escape them. They are there internally. And, um, you know, and it's about how we, how we learn to, um, to process them and, and, and they can come in, they can come in different ways, but the more productive and positive we can do uh, to support ourselves in that, in that processing of any emotion is, is extremely important. And, um, and I'm, I'm glad that, um, I'm glad that we've able to have this conversation based off of you being able to do that and work through that emotion and, 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 and come to the point where you're, you know, you're finding, um, so much joy in sharing, um, mm. you know, such a, it sounds like you've described such an amazing property, um, in Dean's Marsh and, um, you know, and, and like you've, like I said, you've taken me back to, um, to some really fond <laughs> memories of that particular time as well, growing up in that area. And, and, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to hear this story because it's, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's come full circle to a point oh, where, um, has. or 180 degrees to a point where you've been able to, you've gone through so much stress, so much heartache. Um, and now you're, you're essentially giving back tenfold that amount of positive energy and support and gratitude and joy to to the kids in your life not just even yours but obviously as, yeah. as you head into the school and you're supporting there and um i think it's it's extremely uh, an extremely powerful and 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 um emotional uh story that um 
I'm really I'm really grateful for you to be able to share that with us today and um, I know I've taken a lot out of it and I'm sure the guys who listen to it will as well so I really appreciate you spending some time with me today Paul oh I'm I'm just as grateful as well because uh you know it's it's I think this story also proves that you can be you can be down and out but there's you know things do get better um and it doesn't happen straight away you know mine is a spread out process over such a long period of time and you know and I'm, I feel like now I'm 42 and I'm I'm just starting to see the the good side of life you know it's um but mm. you know even 12 months ago like you said earlier I just felt like when is this going to stop you know when is this going to get better mm. but I, I think also I was expecting it to just happen and as soon as I kind of looked within myself, um, I had to make it happen, you know. And yeah, I, I feel like me actually almost taking responsibility for my feelings um, instead of blaming things for making me feel like that. Um, that's been a big thing for me mm. as well because I had to accept how I was feeling before I could actually... Um, you know, deal with it. That's uh, an extremely profound um, way to end this uh, this conversation for sure. Um, we are responsible for how we feel. We are responsible for the words that um, we use. We're responsible for all of those. Um, and that's about just taking ownership in uh in that you know it's it's okay to feel these emotions but it's it's also our responsibility of how we process them and the words that come out of our mouth as a result of how we're feeling yeah. and uh and that's that's a that's a can have a huge impact not just on oh, ourselves but other people other people and absolutely um, absolutely yeah it, it has it, you know i've seen it have a huge impact on other people and um you know i've, I've seen other people's um have a huge impact on me you know and mm-hmm. didn't even actually realize that how much i was impacting other people with you know what was coming out of my mouth because of how i was feeling you know, it's, mm-hmm. um, yeah it's it, it's very liberating kind of coming to the realization of these things i think and it makes a lot of um, bad situations you've been through make a bit more sense I guess because you're taking a bit of ownership of, um, you know, that situation wasn't that way because of other people. It was, um, it was mm-hmm. a joint effort to make things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, again, extremely grateful for the time uh, spending together, mate, and, yeah, and having mate. this yarn. Thank you. And. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing you share more and uh, and be involved in the conversation inside the yarn barn from here on in, mate. And, yeah, um, so am I. And I know everyone's going to get a lot of benefit out of it. So I appreciate your time again, man. Thank you so yeah. much. No worries. Thank you.